Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, relationship coach, and rehabilitation counselor. I'm also a Christian who for years grew up in a church that taught me to fear God instead of love God. For years, I felt betrayed by God and felt like God didn't love me because I wasn't perfect and because I didn't do the right thing all of the time. For years, I felt like I was destined to go to hell because there was no way I could keep all of God's laws and there was no way I could win God's approval. It wasn't until I began to read and study the Bible on my own that I realized that, yes, there is nothing I could ever do to be perfect. I will never be able to win God's approval. But the great thing about it is that I didn't have to because God loves me the way I am and God is here to help me through any and everything that I go through. It wasn't until I realized that God was there for me and that what I had been taught about God my whole life was a lie that I began to understand who God really was. It wasn't until I began to lose my religion and focus on God that I understood who God was and his amazing love for me and how much he loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different journey and a different path to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding God. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, thank you so much for being here. We are in season two, episode two, and I am super excited to have you here with me and also to hear the interview of our guest for today. Now, our guest is Nicole. She is from Australia and she's a worship leader. She's a songwriter and she's been involved in the worship ministry for over 15 years. Nicole has an amazing story to share of how she found God and how she actually figured out that she could write songs and do music. All of this is amazing because she didn't just start when she was a kid, it's just something she figured out she could do. And I just think this is amazing. So without further ado, here is Nicole's story of how she found God. Hello, Nicole, how are you doing? Hi, Kiana. I'm doing really well. Thank you. It's a beautiful Saturday morning here in Brisbane, Australia. I believe it's the evening there for you, is it? Yes, it is. It is Friday. It's Friday evening, actually. We're almost around eight o'clock here. I am so happy that we found a way that we connect and welcome to Finding God. I can't wait to hear your amazing story. I do have some questions for you. So my first question is, what was your childhood like? My childhood, wow. Okay, so we were given everything. I guess we had a very comfortable upbringing. And um, I do I do believe I was quite lonely um, in my childhood, though. I mean, I had my family around me. We were a family of six, four, four siblings and two parents, um, well, four children and two parents. But... Yeah, I mean, I had everything provided and we, my parents were in business, so we worked a lot, they worked a lot. We had those great opportunities in that regard. But looking back, I can see I was, I think I was fairly lonely because we were, we did work, we did, you know, school and so forth. And we also moved around a lot. 
So we would move every three years, which is incredible. Um, so that I think that also, you know, just compounded that loneliness and isolation and so forth. And my sister, who's only 11 months younger, older than me, um we would fight a lot she'd yeah I don't think she really liked me too much so I sort of threw up under that type of influence um so it was it was hard in a lot of ways um everybody has their challenges of course but yeah, yeah that would probably describe it so at that point when you were younger did you guys know about God did you go to church what was that like so no, my, my family were definitely not churchgoers. They weren't really God believers. Um, I think I have a memory of a couple of times going to a Sunday school and wasn't overly impressed. I, it didn't make any sort of impression on me. Having said that, though, I used to watch Jesus movies with my dad. Now, this oh, wow. is amazing. This is amazing because I loved it. And this Jesus that I saw on, on the TV... And maybe there was, I remember there was a book, a children's illustrated Bible at a dentist and I was really drawn to it. And I really loved what Jesus did and represented. And I just, I really felt at that point, I don't know why, um, probably because he knew me and so forth. Now I know that, but I really felt at that point that he was amazing and he was very significant and, you know, God and so forth. So um so as a child I didn't really know God we didn't have a, a, around our family life whatsoever but I did have those little glimpses that I was um yeah just sort of opened that sort of a little I guess that knocking on the heart type of thing that's amazing because that was my next question was going to be how much did it influence you or what did you know as a kid and you know what made it impressive and you answered that how <laughs> Yes, and I think it's amazing how you say you still like watching Jesus movies and you used to see the little books at the dentist because I remember they used to have those books out and I used to read them too. So I just think it's awesome. Yeah, how you kind of had some type of knowledge of him even though you weren't formally given any knowledge. It's just amazing how that happened. Well, tell me a little bit about your adolescence. How was that? Yeah, sure. So similar type of family environment and um, I do remember I was in year seven and there was a friend who was new to the school we were going to and she asked me if I wanted to know Jesus Um, and I went oh yes yes because I sort of had a bit of an idea so she led me to the Lord in prayer Um, I didn't I was expecting something to happen it didn't really happen and also she never really invited me to church so that was which you know I think it's a good progression to at least have some sort of discipleship. She never really spoke to me about it again. This is someone in year seven, quite young, you know. Um, so I guess what I'm saying in saying that is that I said the prayer, but that was it. Right. Um, so, yeah, after that, it wasn't until I was 33 or something that, that a friend then, another friend did the same thing, led me to the Lord and then invited me to church. So there was that discipleship that started happening but it was interesting because my husband I was living in down the coast I think and my husband was living in Queensland and we worked out the same year that I gave my heart to the Lord he did too but in different parts of Australia so that was when we were young 
Um, so that was amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. When you were 33 and you met your friend mentioned and asked if you wanted to get to know Jesus or whatever, how did you feel? Were you excited or were you like, um, I think I did that already? Like, how did you feel about that? Yeah, well, in between that childhood, the year seven experience and being 33, I actually was searching for God absolutely everywhere. So I did the new age. I did every avenue. I, you know, A Course in Miracles, everything. I, I really was seeking God because I really felt that he was there. I, I didn't necessarily... Um, I remember going to, as I said, Sunday school and maybe, uh, you know, the connection of the, that friend of mine leading me to the Lord, but there wasn't anything that I could grasp a hold on and say, this was awesome. But when she did that, it was, we went to a Pentecostal church and we went to, well, gave our hearts to the Lord. We went to the Pentecostal church. She told me that, you know, knowing Jesus had actually changed her life significantly and we could actually see it in her life. She was seen to be a very sort of angry and person and she had reasons to be, but we could see that softening happen uh, for her. And I remember going into church and the worship at that point was just so, I know now she, it was anointed incredibly. We, my husband and I, you know, we just, that was it, worship, being able to connect with the Lord through worship. And, of course, that happened in church because we were taken there. But then after that, you know, you realise that you only have to worship yourself, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and praise. Um, and, it's yeah, it's just incredible. So that that started our journey. That is awesome. And I know I met you in a group on Facebook, and it was about Christian music and singers. So yeah. I want to know, First, did you always like to sing? Was music always a part of your life? And then how you decided to use your musical gifts to sing Christian music? Yeah, interesting question. So I had, I did a little bit of music at school, but not much. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't have called myself musical, but I really felt at that point from the worship, that's what I was really called to. So I would start, you know, just that journey of being on worship teams and trying to, um, I guess, enhance my vocals and so forth. But the one thing that did happen very quickly was I found that um, songs would rise up, um, just be in my spirit. So I know that I am called as a songwriter as well. So sort of worship leader slash songwriter. But that's something that just really naturally happened. I'm actually not an upfront person. So keep me away from any platform and stage and I'm happy. Um, but, I'm, but I'm really aware that I want to be in the God, you know, the river, in his will, staying close to what he wants for me. Um, so, yeah, they just went for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Also that you just went for it. I think sometimes in life, there are a lot of things you want to do. And even if we decide we want to do it later on and we don't do it because we're afraid and we're like, oh, you know, we've already invested time in this. Why start trying something new? Right. And I just think it's amazing that you decided to try this. Thank you. I guess I couldn't deny the tug, the pull of my heart. It was so life-changing. You know, I, there was a lot more in my childhood, which I haven't sort of said, but a lot of hurt. So um, coming to just getting the author of love himself in my heart, being able to commune with him in worship and prayer and just healing over the years, 
you just can't deny the call, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. I mean, I know sometimes it's hard, but I just couldn't deny it. It was amazing. Yeah. That's nice. Now, you mentioned that you went through a lot of hurt and everything when you were younger. So I guess my question is, how did knowing God help you heal? Like, what yeah. did it do and what did it help you realize? And how did it bring you peace? Yeah, absolutely. So if we think of Isaiah 61, you know, the spirit of God, and this is where we need to be in relationship with the Lord, because with that, we, you know, enable the Holy Spirit to move in our lives. And he just fills us, he heals us. The scripture says he heals the brokenhearted. He makes us whole. He says we are no longer orphans. If we felt, you know, he puts the lonely into families. There's just scripture and truth and, you know, the word of God and who he is. He just does that. If we can surrender to him and follow his lead and continually abide and stay close to the vine, I guess, um, he will make that, he will make the way for that to happen. And it's very gentle. You know, he just is, he's the comforter as well, the Holy Spirit. Um, God is love. That's his, that's his first and foremost thing, isn't it? So um, just healing those places is just something that he does, I think, as we continue to walk with him. I didn't, I mean, I, I did a, you know, might have positioned myself in a couple of courses or something, but I just found that um, it was a process that came through just being with him and maybe attending some healing services or, or whatever and through worship. But, yeah, he just does that from the inside out. So do you have any kids? And if you do, what have you taught them about God? What do they know? Because I know yeah. with me, I was taught, I grew up in a very religious kind of home. And it's like I knew about God ever since I can remember, but I didn't have a relationship with him. And the way I was taught to like reverence him and what I was taught about him, in hindsight, it wasn't the ideal way of thinking about it because I was taught about a God who if you did one thing, you would get in trouble and you had to do this and you had to do that. So it's more like a fearful kind of thing instead mm-hmm. of the love kind of thing. And I appreciate learning about God as a child, even though I don't agree with some of the things that I were taught. But I do appreciate the fact that my mom did the best that she could with what she knew and what was passed on to her. And she taught it to me. But my question is, well, for me, I'm teaching my kids like something totally different about God. They know that he loves them. They know that no matter what they do, he will always love them. And so I'm teaching them more about the love part. So what do you pass on to your kids, your nieces, grandkids, whoever you come in contact with? (laughs) So um, my children are adults now. Now my daughter, she is um, attending and serving very much in leadership at one of the Hillsong campuses here in Brisbane. She's incredibly called as well. Um, she, She actually would serve with us on the worship team, worship leading as well as a, a young one. And you just see it, it's all over her life. Um, and my son also has a relationship with the Lord, not necessarily attending church at the moment. He's a younger adult, a little bit younger. So he is, you know, God's got him and that's his choice and so forth. He saw, I guess he saw, you know, we were, we were like worship pastors for eight years, worked very hard and oh, wow. he saw us go, yeah, we saw us go through a lot. I guess. Um, so, you know, there's probably things there that need to be sorted for him 
possibly. Anyway, I'm not going to judge where he is, but I trust God. Um, yeah. But what I think my, my children did see with us is they saw a real walk. Right. So they would have seen the change in me, I guess. Or they might have been a little bit young to understand it. My husband certainly saw it. But as, as time goes on, I think they would have just seen the fruit of walking with God and knowing God. And we come from a, a position of love is the principal thing. You know, you're talking about he's a loving God. He is a forgiving God. Yeah. He's got the best for us. He knows the plans for us. Uh, it's about grace. It's about forgiveness. Yes. It's about he's always there. You know, call on his name and he will be there. They're the things that I think, from my opinion, it'd be interesting to talk to them actually. To yeah. just, you know, I think that's what they would have gleaned from from our walk or my walk. Um, yeah, it's just a, a deep, a deep stream, I guess, a deep, deep well that you just God is there and and it, it ripples out to your family. So, yeah, I really don't know how I would have been as a mother without the Lord because of that healing I mentioned. Um, I think I would have been, you know, when you, your cup is empty or and not full, it's hard to love if you don't have love. That is so true, yeah. Yeah, so I just praise God that I had his love in me so I could be a warm mum, you know. So, I totally understand. And it does help because I know with my kids, sometimes I get frustrated and I'm just like, God, what should I do? Please help me. Because it's one of those things that you don't want to always be like that hard parent who's always on their kids. And even sometimes your kids frustrate you. I always think, okay, well, I must frustrate God because I know I do this, this, that, and the other. And my kids are doing this or whatever. So it gives me more patience with them because I think about how God deals with me. So having his love does help with everything that you do it really does that love then translate to patience as you say and grace and long suffering <laughs> all that fruit of the spirit kindness all of that so not that you know we do anything perfectly but we do it i would say a lot better than what we would on our own with him that is true. So how has your relationship evolved since the first time you really started to talk to God and get to know him and have a relationship with him till now? Yeah. I remember I was very zestful, so very passionate because he, I, that transformation was so apparent. Um, I, I guess I sort of jumped in boots and all, and I, I do fully commit my life to him still, but I think now... I don't feel I need to be as in a hurry as what I did at first. Yeah. So I thought, oh, okay, he's wanting me to do this. Okay, I've got to go and do it, you know. <laughs> um, it's more now that, yeah, it's an unfolding and he walks with me as we, we do the things. And um, so there's more of a trust. There's a, a more recognition of his, his voice. Um, trust is a huge thing, I think, because, right. you know, obedience and stepping out seeing the fruit to those things, then you do develop a deeper trust as you do with anyone, you know, that you get to know um, over time. So, yeah, no, trust is a big one. Um, just being able to tap into those, that well of, you know, his presence and joy and so forth and um, getting to know the word and his promises yeah. and being able to stand on that and to claim those things and 
pray into those things. I think it's the same, but a deepening and a maturing and a not so much have to rush this, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, because for me, I, w- I was the same way. It's like I would always want to do everything. So I used to sing on any and every praise team at my church, singing almost all the choirs I could get in. And so my whole time was pretty much choir rehearsal, rushing the kids, like buying fast food on the way from work to go to rehearsals and all kind of stuff. And then one day my husband's like, Kiana, why are you doing this? He's like, there's no need for you to do this. He's like, if you want to be in a choir, fine. If you want to be on a praise team, fine. He's like, but do you have to be in all of them? Do they not have any more people who can actually do any of these things? And I thought about that. I was like, well, they do have people, but, you know, I really want to do it. And so I realized that it was just me wanting to do stuff instead of, you know, just being so busy. Because I think sometimes we get so busy and so we don't have room for God because we're too busy doing all of these activities. And so the relationship with him is neglected. And during that time, there would be times I wouldn't hear the sermon for, I don't know, months because as we were practice, we would go practice for this song or practice for that one. So I wasn't really hearing anything. I was just too busy with church activities. I can do too much. And what you're saying is really resonating because I am a go, go, go kind of person. You know, there's never any stopping for me. So I totally get it. Has the pandemic made you rethink a lot of things that we used to do that we thought were important? I am observing you know, churches possibly taking a different approach. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much by might nor power, you know, that's diving and so right. forth possibly. I just know during COVID um, was really awesome to have him with us and to be able to worship at night and so forth, just lifting that spirit of heaviness and anxiety and things. Um, but, yeah, no, I think I just, I don't know, I think it's just really important to keep following the Holy Spirit I agree. Pre-COVID, during COVID, after COVID. So I just have really tried to do that. No, I agree because I have been doing the same thing. I know, like I said before, I was just super busy all the time. But this whole time has helped me to, like, first slow down. I tell everybody, it gave me a chance to detox from all of my Christian activities that I was doing. And I realized Mm -hmm. that, you know, I don't always have to kill myself all the time to go to church because God is with me everywhere. It's like I have, if you have a relationship with him, then you will know that you can talk to God anywhere. There have been times throughout this whole year and a half of pandemic where I've literally been like in my kitchen doing dishes and, you know, I'm talking to God, listening to music and everything. I just felt him so close. And I think for me, it's helped me get closer because we don't have anything to rely on. We don't have church to rely on you don't have anything else except for God and I think that's how it should be we just need God Mm -hmm. to rely Mm -hmm. on and have him and I also like the freedom of going wherever I wanted to go online to hear any sermon I wanted to hear that was like so amazing because you know when you're stuck in your own church you don't venture out you don't listen to anybody it's like (laughs) you're there and so Having the freedom to listen to anybody I want to listen to, I was just like, okay. My husband and I, we were talking about this the other day because the church I used to go to is starting to open up. And he's like, so Kiana, are you going to go back at the end of the month? I was like, I don't think so. I was like, my kids like church and they wanted to go. So I was like, maybe 
once a month or something like that. But I said I wanted to take that time to actually like do something in the community, like maybe help the homeless or, you know, do something else. Because I'm just like, Jesus did things to help people. He was out in the community. He was out doing things. And it's like, I don't want to be sidelined like I was before, just stuck in one place. But I feel like God can use us in so many different places in that we just don't ever venture out of what we know. And like, yeah. I just think it's time for us to, you know, get out of the box, do something yeah, different. Huge revelation. Huge revelation. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just about coming again to him and saying, what is what is it that you would like me or how would you like me to serve in this season? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I do ask. Because before I thought I had all the answers, but now I'm like, well, God, <laughs> how do you want me to do this? Or what should I do with this? And I just have so much clarification. And I, I just found for me, it has been a wonderful time. I am sad for everybody that died and everything because it's a serious time as well. But it's also been a time of reflection for me absolutely absolutely yeah no that's fantastic and I'm happy at any season to lay down being on a worship team. Um, but very surprised in this new church we're in that he's like, yeah, join the team. So that's, you know, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's amazing, though, because even though you're in a different place, I'm sure there are, like, different things that God wants you to do. Because I found every time God has called me out of doing something that I was comfortable doing, and it was like, Kiana, stop doing this. You need to do this. And even though I didn't want to do it at first because it was like way outside of my comfort zone, it always worked out. And it's like I could see how he was leading me to get yes. one step closer to what I know he already see I'm going to be, but I just can't see it right now. Yes, yes. And we see it in that hindsight, don't we? And that's where the trust yeah. comes in. That's really cool. Yeah, love it. Yeah. <laughs> So what advice would you give somebody if they were looking for God or seeking for God? Like, how would you tell them to look for him? Or for, or I guess a better question would be if someone was in a situation you were in where they're introduced to God, but nothing further has been done, how would you encourage them to seek God along the way? Yeah. Look, I guess I think testimony is powerful, as we mentioned before. Um, I can only share out of my experience for somebody and having, you know, really sought God in different places in my life, um, wasn't fruitful, led to down the garden path of nowhere. (laughs) But Jesus is the key. So Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. So obviously that's, that would be where I would come from. We can't, you know, not speak the truth basically. So um, yeah, if somebody was wanting to connect with God, I I would share out of that and, you know, really just share my testimony, which we've talked about already today and how he's healed me. And we also, there's a whole other layer to our lives where he's really blessed us incredibly. You know, he's dropped in 
God ideas and um, direction and so forth. And it's, we're just flourishing in every area. So it's the healing and it's the blessing. And it's just also that significant, that deep sense of, I, this is my purpose in my life. Yes. Um, I think, you know, it'd be very easy to feel lost if you weren't connected to, to the Lord. Um, so I think a lot of people are searching. God reveals to your purposes as you go at the right time and so forth as well. So, you know, there's all those things. There's so many layers. Um, and over a period of time, as you continue to just keep close to him and his voice and so forth, that he can direct you in that way. And the obedience, even if it's hard or challenging, then there's growth. But there's always a blessing on the other side as well. So I would share out of that place and just say, look, I'd love to introduce you to the Lord. This is how I met him. It was fruitless previously, and now it's just so amazing and wonderful. Yeah, that's probably what I would do. I like that. And I think you're right about that because I know I'm not the kind of person who will just go up to someone and just witness to them, like, out of the blue. But if I see somebody and they're down and out, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry you feel this way. I felt this way. And then I prayed wow. about it. You know, things like that just, it's easier for me to talk about things like that because I'm a storyteller. It's like, I like to tell stories. I like to talk about experiences. So for me, that's my way of doing it. So even though I may never just start a conversation about it, but if someone needs something, that is my way of doing testimonies. And I think it's awesome that everybody can do testimonies in different ways because everybody accepts things so differently, you know. So the person I can reach, they can accept my stories and telling about what happened. Other people will accept, hey, did you know such and such and such? Because we're all such different people. And I think that's like the blessing in having so many different personalities because... We can yeah. all connect in different ways. So I love that one about what you just said about testimonies. That is yeah, awesome. 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 No, you're right. We're all, we all have our area of influence, don't we? And the people yeah, that God brings into our lives and so forth. So, yeah, I think that's very true. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Nicole, for being on the Finding God podcast. I had an awesome time talking to you, and I can't wait to hear some of your music. You too. Thank you, Kiana. Thanks for having me. And I've enjoyed listening to what you've shared as well. Well, thank you. Wow, what an amazing interview. Now, the part that I liked about her interview is when she talked about how she was seeking God, how she was actively seeking him, and she was looking to other religions and just trying to find him. And then she found God. And once she found him, she was never the same. She talked about how she was kinder and how she values the fact that she got a chance to raise her kids knowing God because she can be more patient and more understanding. And I think that's what it is. Having that relationship with God helps us to be more like him. And it's not something where we're just writing down a list of things like I have to do this, I have to be kind, I have to be this, I have to do that. You're not doing that because when you have God and you have that relationship with him, it comes naturally. That is why I feel that religion is not really sustainable because it's just telling you things you have to do. But it's not telling you how to do these things. It's not telling you how to have a relationship with God. And once you realize that you need a relationship with God and you have that relationship with God, then you no longer have to have it on your list of things to do. Be kind, be patient with my kids, be loving to my spouse, or whatever the case may be, because God's love in you will shine through you 
and you will automatically do these things. Not because there's a list and you're checking things off your list, but because you have God in you and you have that relationship. When I was a kid, I remember my mom used to always tell me, um, birds of a feather flock together. So in essence, she was telling me that I need to choose my friends wisely because people associate me with my friends and people, I will eventually do the things that my friends do. Of course, there was, that was during a period of my life where she wasn't too happy with my friend choices. So she would tell me these things all the time. But if we apply it to how we have a relationship with God, it's the same way. So if God is our friend and birds of a feather flock together, then we're automatically going to try to do what God does because we're friends with God. We're automatically going to start emulating him because we have that relationship. We have that friendship with him. I mean, even when it comes to marriage, there are times my kids tell me, Mom, you're acting just like Dad, or Dad would have said that. And it happens because we're around each other all the time. And that's what happens when you have a relationship with God. You're around Him all the time. So you start to act like God. You start to emulate Him. You start to do those things. So being kind to people is not something that you have to fight with anymore. Or being understanding, being patient. Those are not things you have to consciously think about anymore because you are acting like your father. You are acting like your best friend. You are acting like God because you are in a relationship with him. And I think that's the key. I just think the relationship is what is very important to have a sustainable relationship with God and to be able to do these things on a long-term basis. You have to have that relationship with God. Now, the song we're going to listen to today is from our artist of the week, Nicole. And it is an amazing song and it talks about never be the same. And I like this song so much because it kind of talks about her story and it lets you see how once you find God, your life will never be the same. So here is the song, Never Be the Same, by our guest and artist of the week, Nicole.
before I end the podcast, I'd like to thank you so much for being here with me again today. I truly enjoy spending time with you each Friday and listening to stories of how people find God. I also want to encourage you that if you love the show as much as I love hanging out with you guys each week, then please share, share, share the podcast with a friend. Make sure you share the podcast with a friend. Make sure you like or follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And then if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, make sure that you click on the email link in the show notes and let me know that you'd like to be a guest. Also, if you have any music that you'd like to share with the podcast, I am open for music submissions. Just click on the um, email address in the show notes and also let me know that you have a song you'd like to submit and I will get back to you and tell you how you how you can submit these songs to me. Now, if you want to just get in contact with me or if you want to get in contact with Nicole, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes. So make sure you read the show notes, go check it out. And if you have anything you want to say to Nicole or myself, make sure you click on the link in the show notes and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. Okay, well, I think that is all for this week. Um, If you guys have any questions or want to talk to me, click on the link in the show notes and you can get in contact with me. Until then, have an amazing day. Enjoy your weekend and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.